waffle away. Waffle away, young man. Waffle away. Did you remember the questions that you generated for yourself? They're gone. They're uh, never coming back. They're gone. Yeah, they're, they're never forever. coming back. That's a real shame. I know. I'll think of some other ones. Yeah. This is my first time on the swapper. Swapper seat. What do you think? I love it. Mm. It's really comfy. It's great. You, I do. Yeah, we got seagulls. Um, we're miles away from the ocean. I was going to say, they are lost. <laughs> seagulls love an inland home, though. Um, swapper, if you don't sit properly on it, like you get a really dead bum <laughs> after a while, if you sit for like an hour and a half. Interesting. Mm. There's definitely a kind of angle that the I was gonna say, so pelvis it, needs to be at. Yeah, in which way do you need to sit like flat back, pelvis under? Gets kind you of, the numb but, but you kind of want to sit a little, it's designed so you kind of lean a little bit forward. So you're actually putting pressure on your feet. Yes. Knees slightly bent and you actually, yeah, you're kind of like, almost like falling off it. Okay. I think that's how it's designed to be right. um, used. Yeah. In my use of it, that's the most comfortable. I think like getting, is that, did you hear that? Are you hungry? <laughs> I have a little bit. <laughs> you should have brought snacks to the, can't eat on the podcast. <laughs> There's a mute function. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think it's quite a good thing though that you get a bit of a numb bum like if you it makes you stand up yeah mm. but it's different to a numb bum that you get from sitting on an uncomfortable chair mm-hmm. so like that numb bum seems to take a little while to go away mm. the numb bum that you get from a swapper after like three steps it's gone yeah it's yeah, really yeah. interesting I, 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 yeah I think that's a really good thing from a postural perspective mm. it makes you move around yes genuinely yeah. does uh, our body is littered mm devastated with uh, pressure points mm. that tell us mm-hmm. oh you need to move now mm. but we spend so much money on uh, being able to ignore yeah, yeah. all that yeah. sofas and chairs and yeah, yeah. like oh these are so comfy oh this is a orthopedic mattress mm. you'll never move again mm. that's not good yeah <laughs> like, but then are we seeing the um, effects of that in kind of like a, not our old generation because they still had uncomfortable stuff but i guess people that are kind of the current day 60 65 mm, probably are we seeing those side effects yeah of comfort yeah yeah i think so okay yeah, because we're just we're designed to move yeah the body hates not moving mm. like it's really bad for the body to be stagnant it is like water mm. um so yeah when 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 you sit on the floor for a period of time like yeah. you're comfy mm. and then 10 minutes later five minutes later you're like no, I need to move. Mm. That's why, you know, the, the military and, and, you know, they use these stress positions mm. as torture. No, no, you're going to stay in that position. Mm. Oh, it's fine for a few minutes. Keep me there for hours. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll tell you everything you need to mm. know. I'll let me stand up. Yeah. It does also raise kind of a, a question, though. Almost why does it become so easy to then be stagnant? It's like, you know, when you find something comfy, comfy sofa, comfy bed, comfy something, mm. and you're just like, I'm good. And it's almost like the, the spirit doesn't then invigorate. It's almost like the body actually wants the feedback from the nerves and from the pressure points to actually be like, no, go. It's almost like the spirit's happy to just be like, yeah, cool, I'm good. Yeah, you're probably right. In, sorry, that was just my observation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It was like, that's why people can sit for like four hours watching TV kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's because it's like, I'm comfy. Yeah. A little bit of distraction, mm. like mind numbing distraction. Mm. Um, yeah. And a comfy sofa. Mm. There's nothing to give you any kind of feedback to let you know, oh, well, you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember when my parents first moved into this house. Mm-hmm. Coming from the old house, um, we only had, so we're incredibly lucky that there's space for two lounges in this house. Mm. But we only had one sort of sofa coming from the previous house yeah and then you were a bit like yeah don't don't buy a sofa for the second lounge sit on the floor, sit on the sit, floor. yeah which i was all for but me and my parents are way too old for that i think my mom was actually for it my dad was <laughs> he, no he didn't want to well it, yeah it's it's such a i don't know it's a different opinion isn't it don't what where's your sofa yeah are you getting a new no no we sit on the floor yeah like it's a bit unusual in this current day and age. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're two white guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it's a bit unusual. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But I like sitting on the floor. Yeah, so do I actually. I will, I will often get off of the sofa and move to the floor. I find myself sitting on the floor a lot in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. End of my bed kind of thing. Just mm. sit on the floor. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It, you know... Especially like with the whole lockdown thing. Mm-hmm. You hear of people who they're doing their day's work sat on their bed. Mm. Like, oh my God, that's going to kill you. Mm. <laughs> that's going to be so uncomfortable. Oh, mm. And then you've associated bed with work. Mm. I read that in an article. It was like, do not do work from bed. Yeah. Um, because then you associate the whole going to bed with actually going to work and then you don't sleep properly. And then yeah. like those knock on effects. Bedrooms are for sleeping. Mm. Yeah. And a little bit of fun. <laughs> Keeping the population alive. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, it shouldn't really be, you shouldn't, mm. shouldn't associate it with other mm. things like watching telly and not, like, mm. nah, not really. Should, think, yeah. should be a rare thing. Yeah. I think that's maybe a good thing. So I've got a TV in my room. I watch I hardly ever actually watch TV in my room. Mm. Um, so maybe that's a good thing. And if I ever play Xbox, the TV's a little bit too far away from my bed to play Xbox from my bed. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of don't associate bed with yeah. that. Yeah. But I do associate my room with that. Gotcha. But it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, because mm. you stand. Mm. I stand in game now. Yeah. You're which is insane. You're like my youngest. Yeah. Well, I don't move around. <laughs> so I'm not trying to like lick the TV and stuff. But <laughs> 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 I do stand. But then it... I don't get stuck gaming for hours uh-huh. because as soon as I, my body gets tired and my posture gets bad, then I stop gaming. That's a good idea. Mm. Yeah. You'd be surprised how long you can actually stand there while you're focusing on something. Mm. And you've sort of, if you've entered it with good posture, mm-hmm. how long the, the good posture will sustain. But yeah, as soon as the posture drops off, then I'm like, right, it's time to go do something else. Yeah. So it's normally about half an hour, 45 minutes. Cool. Mm. That's tolerable. It's a good amount, I yeah, reckon. Yeah. 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 It's when it becomes like an all-nighter. Yeah. Sun's coming up. Damn. I've never actually enjoyed those gaming sessions. I like sleep. Yeah. And I was I was friends with people that, I guess they learn how to survive on not a lot of sleep. Mm-hmm. But I love sleep. So it gets to like two in the morning and I'd be like, nah, it's bedtime now. But then as soon as you start to see the sun, you're like, oh, there's no point. Just <laughs> ride it for the rest of the day and then kind of go to sleep again yeah when it's bedtime proper mm. yeah is that healthy though so if, 
to pull an all-nighter and not get any sleep and then rock the next day and then try and try and drop back into normal sleep that night is that better than trying to like nap during the day and stuff um or depends on the person i guess yeah but also cumulative depends like how how many times are we doing the Mm. all-nighter you know so how much sleep debt are we accruing Mm. and do i need to pay it back i didn't think you could yeah i I don't think you you could ever pay back sleep debt so you, you probably can't truly pay it back but you have to try and gain it back a little bit mm. so you have to use naps and stuff mm. during the day when you're when you feel fatigue mm. kicking in like you need to take 20 minutes to to gain it back mm-hmm. um but every now and again like an all-nighter is probably tolerable mm. yeah you could argue that we're designed to do it as well in terms of day night cycles mm-hmm. so obviously on a lunar uh you know a full moon mm. it's bright mm. outside so if we were living off that daylight cycle, you mm. might find that actually you don't sleep that much when it's a full moon mm. and you can go out and you can forage, you can mm. do stuff. Um, so yeah, we're, we're probably capable of tolerating some, mm. uh, yeah, some sleepless nights, just not so many. Mm. <laughs> it's the great thing in the human body. You can then train it to do good things and bad things. Mm. You know, Oh, I'm not a, I'm a night owl. Yeah, you've probably trained yourself that way, mm-hmm. like through uni or, or whatever, mm. you know. That's probably not how your body... Well, we know it's not how your body is designed to function. Mm. But it will. Yeah, it will. Mm. Yeah. At, at what cost? You know, they've done a lot of study on people who have to do extensive night shifts, mm-hmm. you know, i.e. years on mm. years, That's they run this night shift mm. and how it actually screws up the system, oh, wow. long-term hormonal system and mm. circadian rhythms get fucked and... Yeah, or people become un- unhealthy. Da- I've just hit the table all day today. You are. What the hell? A bit clumsy. A bit clumsy. Still got that like clumsy bolt, like pump that you get. <laughs> <laughs> like the muscles are a bit too full of blood and you're like, oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, is that it's the young puppy clumsiness? I'm still young and puppy-like. Uh, a little bit. I mean, we could say that instead. Sure. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not really getting away with that anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> not so much. <laughs> yeah, so we we can definitely entrain ourselves to um, function on all sorts mm. of different weird things. You know, caffeine being a good example. Um, chat with a client the other day, and she her blood pressure went up. Mm-hmm. Like she checks it herself periodically, mm-hmm. so she checked it, and it was high, like one seventy over ninety, like. Banging. Okay, yeah, that's pretty hard. Yeah. Shit. And so she was like, oh, shit. Okay, I need to rein, rein this in mm. a little bit. So, um, and she checks her blood pressure because of white coat syndrome. So she goes to the doctors and mm. goes through the roof anyway. So she checks it periodically. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so she got this high reading and was like, okay, I need to do something about it. So checked hydration levels, checked on caffeine, right? Mm. So she cut down her caffeine. She was only doing two cups of coffee a day. Okay. One at 7 a.m. and then one um, in the afternoon. Mm. Not kind of late, early afternoon. Mm. So she cut the early early afternoon one out. Um, Blood pressure came down. Okay. But not not massively, not Mm. to a good level. So she was like, okay, I still want the coffee in the morning. So switch to decaf. Nice. Like, Cool. So switching to the decaf saw the blood pressure again drop. Mm-hmm. But then what she noticed is that she was sleeping way better. Ah, amazing. So it's really interesting that 
you know, for her, mm. one cup of coffee, caffeinated coffee mm. at seven o'clock in the morning was enough to disrupt her sleep patterns. Was it on an empty stomach? Don't know. Okay. I imagine so. Mm. Sounds like it. That's, yeah. that's early in the morning. It, I mean, I, I know some people wake up at like five o'clock in the morning and then kind of have breakfast. So yeah. by six o'clock, they're fueled. Mm. But seven o'clock coffee kind of sounds like that's empty stomach coffee. Yeah. And we know that's bad. Yeah. But it's interesting, you know, that, yeah. that just that little bit of caffeine for her yeah. is enough then to disrupt her for the rest of the day. Age? Yes. 70s. Yeah. yeah. The system just generally runs a little bit slower anyway. So. Yeah. Yep. That one cup of coffee is the same as me kind of having three kind yeah. of thing, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking about last time you asked me if coffee was bad. Mm. I immediately turned around and said no. But I, I think I'd actually go back on that. Mm-hmm. I don't think coffee's bad. I mm. think caffeine is bad. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Because just like anything, coffee, it's a it's a natural thing that we find on this earth. So it's kind of arguable that you can consume it and it is okay for you. Yeah. But I think the caffeine content of it is, is the bad thing. That's kind of the devil of it. Yeah. Cause surely it's the caffeine that does the diuretic effects and stuff like that. Not the actual coffee. Mm. The coffee is just the carrier and the, and the taste. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's always a question. It's rarely, is it just a black and white answer? Mm. You know, people love a black and white answer, but it's not that simple. No. You know, like, what coffee are you having? Are you having it on an empty stomach? Mm. How many cups do you drink a day? Mm. What other things are you up to? Like, are you super stressed? Mm. And then you're having like more mm. stimulus mm-hmm. or, or are you super chilled and you have mm. like one coffee a day? Like, yeah. yeah, it's always a way bigger question. Mm. I, d- I mean, it's quite nice to try and answer people with black and white. Yeah. It's just quite hard. It is. And yeah, I've recently met a couple of people that they're incredibly, they're quite highly strung anyway. Mm. They've become caffeine dependent. Mm. Stress levels through, I guess, other life is raised. Mm-hmm. And yet they, they kind of keep going with the caffeine mm. and then they wonder why they're not sleeping and stuff. And you're just like, you're on, you're at like 150%. Yeah. Like you're literally revving the crap out of your engine. Yes. What did you expect? Yeah. But they haven't crashed yet. So yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll be interesting. It, I think when, we, when we're able to just step back and look at what we do to ourselves, it's so obvious. Mm. You're like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, you know, relaxation. Oh, yeah, we just watch a few movies. Okay, what do you watch? Oh, we watch some dramas and thrillers. Mm. And okay, do you find that stressful? No, no, I really like it. Okay, maybe you should like mm. cut back on some of that stuff and... Mm. You know, do you watch the evening news? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't affect me. Okay, cool. Cut it out for a bit. Like, yeah. if you need to catch the news, catch it in the morning. Mm. Don't catch it late at night. Or change your source. Or change your source, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of, if I find, it, like, an interesting article, I'll try and find the other side of it. Because mm. there's always two sides to, one, to a story. Of course there is. Um, and I think people forget that some news outlets are politically leaning. Yes. So the way that they write their articles are going to be politically leaning. Yeah. But I want to read the other side of the article and then make up my mind. Politically leaning, politically funded. Yeah. You know, they they potentially have an agenda. Yeah. At some of course le- they do. They're not, like they're selling a product. Maybe not an agenda. Perhaps that's the wrong way to describe it. But they have a belief system, a core belief system. Yeah. You know. But they are also trying to sell a product. Yeah. They're trying to sell you words, news. Yes. So of course they're going to do what any other company's doing. Mm. But I, I guess. People just kind of 
feel like, ah, oh, it's the six o'clock news. You can trust it. Yeah. It's like, maybe. Yeah. But go research. <laughs> right. And I think that's always the key. Go beyond the mm. headline. Because the headline is often so actually Click. inaccurate. Clickbait. Yeah. Clickbait. Has to be now. Yeah. They didn't used to be. They didn't used to be that bad. But then as soon as you could start consuming news online, mm. newspapers were like, we have to compete. Yeah. So now, yeah, what were newspapers that are now kind of online channels? Mm. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I remember reading one. It was, uh, it was talking about um, meat consumption and mm. cancer. Mm. And, it was, you know, the headline was something, you know, like red meat causes cancer. Mm. And you're like, okay. So you, <laughs> you go into the article and you start to find what, what paper did they get this from. Mm. So you have to go like three links deep mm. to actually find the paper. Mm-hmm. And you start looking through the paper and you're like, yeah, but it's not, it wasn't only red meat that caused cancer mm. in this study. Actually, there was loads of other stuff. Mm. But for some reason, you picked on yep. red meat. So his editor was obviously like, we need to do something on meat this month yeah. or this week. And, it, and then you go a little deeper and it's like, actually, it wasn't like what type of red meat was it? And it was broken down in the, in the paper, but not in the article. So like, you're just cherry picking, mm. literally cherry picking words. That's what they do. But yeah. people are okay with that. Yeah. Like everyone knows that that's kind of what they do. Mm. But again, people are okay with it. Yeah. Uh, we're lucky enough that we have the choice to pick what we consume. Yes. So it's not necessarily like a communist state where it's, there's only one national news outlet. And you're mm. like, you definitely can't trust that. <laughs> yeah. We're lucky that we, we have multiple. Yeah. Sources and independence, uh, nonprofits, yeah. that sort of thing. And that inevitably it brings its own problems. It does. Yeah. Because then can you then trust that independent yeah. source? Yeah. But I'd almost actually trust an independent source more so than a mm-hmm. mainstream source. Mm. I'll let the mainstream source kind of identify some issues in the world that I might need to be aware of, mm. but I'll go look into it through independent sources. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you consume much news? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's not bad. Some, some days it's bad. I catch myself and I'm like, I've read too much bad stuff in the world because news is only ever bad shit. Mm-hmm. So some days maybe work's not super busy. So rather than, surfing facebook i'll surf the news yeah and i'll go through different a couple of different sources so i really like sputnik i think they're great um there's another website i think it's called unheard um let's just tell you uh yeah unheard they're mm-hmm. great as well um you've got reuters mm-hmm. i think they're really good and then you've got um collective evolution so mm-hmm. those are kind of like my four main sources of news yeah because um, they cover everything from current affairs to kind of some weird and wacky stuff that no one's really talking about. Yes. Um, but yeah, sometimes I spend a little bit too long on there and I get a bit depressed and I'm like, the world's a horrible place. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. People are quite nice though. Like indiv- when you get pe- people, yes. a person and on an individual level, mm. they're quite nice. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time. As long as they've met some of their demons and they're okay with them, mm-hmm. they're great. Mm. It's really inter- interesting meeting someone who has never looked inside. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. <laughs> May, uh, but then they, they just, they're great. Yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. It's just interesting being around someone who maybe doesn't connect with themselves like that yet. Yeah. Mm. A bit superficial then. Kind of. Mm. 
you can still you can tell they they obviously care and they are they're human they're still human yeah 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 but there's no kind of like unconditional love for another human mm-hmm. for the pure fact that they're another human mm. it's it kind of comes down to that whole thing of i need a reason to love you mm-hmm. and then it becomes superficial and stuff like that sure. it's interesting yeah it's interesting yeah got you but you're uh you're in a are you on a week off at the moment you got time off you- uh 10 days got 10 days off in between uh new jobs same company new jobs nice. so normally i guess in the past when i've changed jobs i've never actually stayed for the same company i've always gone somewhere else and then i'd always kind of plan it that there would be a week in between mm-hmm. and for me that's a week to just forget mm. everything yeah because i don't need that information anymore so it's a case of like archive that and just that's going somewhere in the back of the brain and it's that reset thing and it's just right you're, you're prepared for your new job yeah so that on day one it's a new job sure so yeah i'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it but i'm loving this time off like the weather's great um, got stuff to do as well yeah. so I'm not just like aimless in but my I, guess, I guess there's a little less pressure time pressure because you've got like 10 days off yeah yeah and there's some weekends in that as well mm. um, but it's just yeah it's gorgeous nice <laughs> very good like I'm feeling recharged oh perfect like massively which is that's good yeah I may not look it but I feel it oh <laughs> uh, yeah you look fine yeah, thanks man yeah. thanks yeah. <laughs> working on the tan <laughs> <laughs> Cycling tan. Yeah, I'm starting to get um, like the, the, farm, the farmer's tan. Yeah, farmer's tan. Yeah. <laughs> How's the uh, bucket list? It has not grown. I've not spent any time on that. Okay. Not yet, anyway. It's all good. Yeah. You threw a couple of things on there last time, so yeah, things that I've been thinking about for a long time. Mm. But to actually sit down and do the bucket list, which I know I need to. Yeah. It's one of those things of find some quiet time, find somewhere nice, and just write it. Down. Yeah. Kind of just go explore the mind. Yeah, energise it a little bit. Yeah, I'll get there. Sure. Yeah. Of course you will. Got some DIY to do first. Of course you have. Of course I have, yeah. <laughs> but we're getting there. We're making progress. Yeah. Like, it, it feels good. There's a good energy in the house and stuff. Project uh, Projects seem to be completed or getting completed. Nice. Which is great. Any new tools? Oh, that weird spade thing. The, the roots. The root, root slayer or root whatever it's slayer. Called. Um, yeah, that was a purchase from my mom. She saw it. I think she saw it on Facebook or something during the first lockdown. Um, and it's a shovel with a serrated edge on either side. Mm. So that as you dig in, it literally just slices the roots open. Yeah. Um, so that obviously you can plant new plants and get rid of old ones and stuff. That's cool. I see the, lo- I, I see the logic. Yeah. And it's got a really weird round handle rather that- than just a normal conventional shovel handle. Yeah, that is weird. Um, so I'm actually, I'm looking forward to using that. I'm not sure why it's got a round handle. I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a reason. Yeah. Well, I was, so I was in here the other day working out and mm. I, was, I was using the rings as the cable mm. pull. Damn, that's a nice way to hold something. Mm. Okay. Like I didn't actually think it was ever going to be that comfortable because of just how it like curves away. Yeah. Obviously being a circle. <laughs> I didn't ever think it was going to be that comfortable because your hand kind of looks like it's flat when you close it. True. But it's not. No. So that sits so nicely when you're doing things. Yeah. Cable, like, yeah, kind of pushes and pulls. And yeah, yeah, just, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a nice way to hold. Kept kettlebell handle as well. It's got yeah. some curve on it. Mm. So but they're comfy. Yeah. Sits across the yeah. wrist. Yeah. Nice. That's clever. What about you? Any new tools? No. 
no. No, nothing new. Mm. Boo. Okay, what about an old one that you maybe rediscovered? Um, no. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. No. No. Pretty simple at the moment. <laughs> yeah, sim- yeah. Yeah. Too much, lo- lots of effort and not a lot of brain mm. is what we've been doing. Yeah, manual labor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lugging stuff. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's good. Uh, it works. It's great. Mm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. You got uh, anything else burning, burning uh, conversations? Um, it's kind of, I, I guess it's kind of a carry on from what we've spoken about previously where it's a case of people need to try stuff for a short amount of time to actually see what the effect is mm. how would they know say I've, say I've started cutting something out of my diet that I know isn't good for me so for me I shouldn't have too much cow's milk I know it I can, and I'm, I'm actively not drinking that much cow's milk I, I try and have goat's milk if I can and, yeah. and that sort of thing if I have cow's milk I, make, I try and make sure that it's good quality cow's milk raw sort of that, that sort of thing mm. but how would I know? It's a good question actually <laughs> yeah um, and maybe okay so maybe diet is quite difficult to tell so let's do exercise oh, is it the same? Yeah okay. it's, it's not difficult the, the trick is is figuring out where you are at yeah so um, one of the, the few tools that we use with clients when we're starting to move down into that realm of diet work mm. is a, a food and mood log. Mm. You know, what did you eat? Mm. How do you feel? Mm. Like just generally, not how do you feel from the food you've mm. eaten? How do you feel? Mm-hmm. How's your energy? Mm. How's your mood? How's your uh, uh, concentration? Mm. All, you know, these kind of leading questions. Mm. And... You know, how do you feel 40 minutes after you've eaten? Mm. What sort of effect is the food potentially mm. having mm-hmm. on you as a human being? Um, once you have, once you've started to develop that as a line of questioning, mm. then when you start cutting things out or adding things, then you kind of, mm. the question, it becomes a little bit more apparent. Hmm, I, I, my, I'm clearer in my mind. Yes. I'm less emotional. Mm. Those kind of things. Okay, that's cool. And and so, you know, how quickly does does the body react? Um, sometimes, instantaneously. Mm. But you have to have developed that little bit of mm. relationship, that asking the question, to then actually go, ah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I now feel the difference mm-hmm. when I consume something or when I cut something out. The cutting things out, actually, I think you get that gut reaction. Mm. The the gut answer where you have an idea of I'm going to cut out caffeine mm-hmm. it's a very loud car <laughs> not as loud as those crows last time yeah, and you can hear them as well you can't hear the bee though but you can hear the crows can't it that bee went right next to the microphone yeah or maybe you can hear it I was reviewing the recording while I was in the car yeah so. oh yeah um, yeah so let's say you have an idea of uh, I think I'm going to cut out caffeine mm. And there'll be an instantaneous like gut reaction. Mm-hmm. And then your brain, your thinking brain goes, no, mm. I like my caffeine. I mm. need it. I want." So sometimes the reaction is instantaneous. And I think more so if you've ever had something that's off. Yes. So you put it in your mouth and you're like, before you've even swallowed mm. it, like you started chewing and you're like, I'm not sure mm. this is okay. Like weird texture or something like that. Something. Like some, yeah, yeah, something about it just yeah. says. Yeah. Mm. You're like, ah, oh, this might be past its sell-by date. Or mm. like it doesn't taste terrible, mm. 
but just something intuitively mm. says don't eat that mm. and so yeah the, the the reaction can be very quick okay. but obviously you have to have kind of built the relationship a little bit so yeah. you're asking yourself the questions how am i feeling yeah. when and and create that uh link between food and mood yes i'm happy all the time yeah because you cut whatever out yeah, yeah. or i'm depressed all the time have you are you eating pizzas all day yeah, yeah. you know that pizza is actually a good one because every now and again you feel like a a, a really bad quality takeaway pizza mm. And you know the next day you're going to feel like crap. Yeah. But you just accept it. And you're like, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Yeah, I'll deal with that. Yeah. I'll deal with the level of bad yeah. salt in that. We meal. did that a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? We did. And it was great. Yeah. It was super tasty. Yeah. And I don't really want one for like another month. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, done that. But it, it hit the spot. Thank you. Um, so here's an, maybe an interesting question. Um, a bit like when people cut out hard drugs, they can go through withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Because obviously the mind and the body saying, no, I need that because mm. it's built a um, dependency on it. Is it possible to become dependent on food and actually withdraw or have withdrawal symptoms from cutting stuff out? Totally. I know it happens with caffeine, yeah. but surely it's going to happen with other stuff because totally. you've wired systems in the brain to actually say, right, give me some dopamine or give me some serotonin or make me feel good every time I look at it, come close to it, that sort of thing. Totally. So you've got to be prepared to actually feel like shit to feel a little bit better. Totally. Mm. You know, it's one of the reasons people attract uh, shitty relationships. Yeah. Because the brain's just like this chemical system mm. that's just getting high off whatever, mm. right? So if the source of that high is screaming and yep. trauma, yep. then you just search that out all the time. Mm. Like you look to create it because your brain's just getting high off mm. that. So, yeah, you can definitely get dependent on almost anything, I'd say. Mm. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, actually, I watched this YouTube um, video the other day where it was, it was quite a well-known doctor, but I can't remember his name. He does stuff for like the BBC and ITV. Mm-hmm. And he went from a kind of 20% processed food diet to an 80% processed food diet. And they mapped his brain. So yeah. they, they did a brain map before and they did a brain map afterwards. And it was only 30 days. Yep. And he had built new incredibly strong neural links between parts of the brain that even the doctor was like yeah that's that's actually really bad mm-hmm. um but it's because his brain was literally wiring itself to because for whatever reason that food was just triggering triggering sort of like feel good in the brain yeah and it wired itself yeah to the point where they said you would consume it without even consciously knowing you've consumed it because the brain's just like i need it mm-hmm. and it would take over and go and get it yeah which is mad. Yeah. But then the doctor actually raised a good question. He was like, so if that's happening to an adult brain in only 30 days, what's happening to children or teenagers after years of that? Mm, absolutely. But then what does that mean for that future generation? Because they're not aware of it. Or maybe not. Actually, the, the current kind of teenage generation do seem to be quite open to the idea of maybe what society has been doing isn't right. Mm. Um, I can only really say that about weirdly um, was it university students and their sex lives or something right apparently lockdown and everything is um, in quite a few unis like massively just driven down drinking and sex really because they're they're actually being more conscious with what they're doing wow which is that that can only be a good thing absolutely yeah Yeah. that's cool (laughs) so it's been interesting 
Fingered? <laughs> yeah, that is... Yeah, I'd almost have thought it had gone maybe the other way. I, I imagine there's probably a proportion of society that has gone the other way. Mm. But it seems like there is a growing proportion of, of the younger generation that um, are coming through and they may be asking the tough questions. Mm. And they're prepared to actually deal with the tough answer as well. Yeah. And I, I love it when I say the young generation, but you know, I'm getting on a little bit now. <laughs> I'm a little bit older than I was. It's always that. It's always that question, isn't it? You know, at some point, as we're developing, growing, we mm. we have to start taking responsibility for our own actions yeah. and who we are. Yeah. You know, we're no longer our uh, parents' children. Mm. You know, we we belong to ourselves. That's going to be different for everyone. But yeah. when should someone start to do that? Because surely that's like a conscious thing. When you can mm. consciously realise, oh, hang on, mm. sort of like this is me. That like, yeah, I imagine sort of tribally it would have been like a coming of age process. Sixteen, right. go do some ayahuasca. Yeah, and, like you're a man now. Like, but they had ceremonies and they had they had ways of welcoming you, welcoming you into those parts of life. Yeah, where at the moment you just have a birthday, but they're all the same. Yeah, um, well, especially in Western culture. Yeah, which is really yeah, yeah. We need more sort of rites of passage. I think so. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. We need to kind of try and bring some rites of passage back Mm. in and, but yeah, there's a, there's a business opportunity for lots of different people because you need them to, yeah, not one person can do it for everyone. Yeah. You're going to, it needs to be diversified and yeah. yeah. And, and again, needs to be age appropriate. And Mm. I don't mean like actual age, like mental age appropriate. Mm. Like some kids will be ready to do stuff mm. earlier mm-hmm. and some will need a little bit longer. Mm. It's not just, yeah, you're 12 now, climb a tree and yeah. kill that wasp. Yeah. You, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I do remember when I was younger or growing up at least, like it would literally be like a day. Like I'd, I'd get to like 25 mm. and literally one day I'd wake up and it'd literally be like a phase shift. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, okay, cool. I feel a little bit different. Mm. Yeah. Like that was, in- it's happened to me a couple of times, probably three times yeah. since I was 19. I was literally just thinking then, I wonder if there's a, a level of it that happens from trauma. Like definitely, you know, definitely. A- accidents, blunt traumas, you know, definitely yeah yeah right like something <laughs> dramatic whatever that might be for you at that time mm-hmm. where you're like oh damn yeah like a shift like you say a shift has happened yeah Have, having to look at yourself and knowing that you can never go back to what you were before mm. that that does that changes you mm. and then you need to decide how that's going to change you yep yeah, I st- I looked at myself in the mirror every day for like six months while I waited for an open wound to heal on your face. And you're like, I'm never going to be unscarred. Mm. So I'm never going to be the, the person that I was before. It's true. So you just need to decide if that's going to be a good or a bad thing. It's got to be a good thing, right? Because when you're, when you're little, <laughs> especially as boys, you're like, you know, when you wake up with a crease down your face. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, I've got that scar. <laughs> Look at that scar. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got it. I do have it. <laughs> I, I think I'm incredibly lucky with where they are. So mm. not many people notice them. True. Um, but when they do, they're like, oh, like that's, that's really bad. I remember being at college and I was at college for two years and it was probably my last, last week or second last week. And my one tutor was like, how long have you had those scars? I was like, the entire time I've been here. He was like, no, you haven't. <laughs> I like, I'm pretty sure I have. <laughs> but yeah, he just didn't see them. Yeah. I 
being scarred and looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, oh my God, like everyone's going to judge me as soon as I leave the house. Yeah. And then actually leaving the house and being like, people don't notice that much about other people. No, no we're so unobservant. But I'm an unobservant person. Yeah. So I thought people were on the same level as me yeah. in terms of observancy. That, that, that is like, um, that's like my story of when we went to, went up to senior school. Mm. So obviously the senior school had like a dress code and mm-hmm. all these kind of things. So hair length and all these. Really? All, yeah. So your hair couldn't be so long or it couldn't be so short, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And the, the, one of the sort of tasted days where you just, you go into the school and mm-hmm. have a walk around, right? Mm-hmm. Just to see what it's like. And there's me, skinhead, <laughs> like buzz, you know, proper buzz man, cut, yeah, you know, man haircut. proper man haircut, like 12. <laughs> And some of the kids, they're like, yeah, you're going to have to grow your hair to come here. I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I walked, you know, started the school. I got all the way till my first day at sixth form with (laughs) the same haircut. Mm. First day of sixth form, get called into the head of sixth form. You're going home. Your hair's too short. This is the same bloody haircut I've had since I came here. No out yeah because now you're a sixth former so that whole rite of passage has changed your your yeah, level yeah, of responsibility yeah. has changed even though no one told you yeah but you're now a sixth former yeah. so life has now changed yeah mm. absolutely ridiculous yeah i was at school with a kid that he shaved his head um it might have even been clean and the school were not happy mm. but he was happy because he's like but it's it's this is my body yeah 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 like his uniform and stuff like he was nicely turned out dude dude wore his uniform and stuff yeah yeah, he shaved his head and oh, I'm pretty sure he got sent home, but then yeah. yeah, came back sort of the next day. You can't glue it back on, so no. you just got to let it grow out. Yeah, I was back in the next day with an apology from the mm. head of sick form. Nice. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think I've only ever had one apology from sort of authority figures at a school. Ooh. And then it was sort of suggested that maybe I should seek different um, schooling for sort of sixth form. Which is fine. <laughs> Which I did. Rebellious type, huh? Yeah. Recalcitrant. Recalcitrant. That's why my dad calls me recalcitrant. Yeah. But I don't do it in a bad way. I no. Don't, I don't do it to be malevolent or sort of just do it. I, mm. do, I do it because I'm genuinely interested. Yeah. And I also have an incredible pull towards like reciprocity. Mm-hmm. So it's that whole thing of like, if you're telling me I have to do something, I want to make sure that you have to follow the same, if not a similar rule. Yeah. And just because you are like an authority figure doesn't mean that you don't have to follow that rule. Like you, you set that rule. Yeah, you should be the guiding example of that rule. Yeah. But that never really happens. No. But that really, like, I struggle with that. Like that's one of the big things I struggle with because that whole thing of, no, I want to, I'll do what you do. I won't mm-hmm. do what you say. Mm-hmm. But then everyone takes that the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And then I get in lots of trouble. But yeah. I can't stop it because it's just who I am. I'm incredibly curious and inquisitive and yeah. I love to learn. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, people do take it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I kind of, I agree with that. You know, from my perspective, I, I can't teach what I don't mm-hmm. know and I, what I can't do. Mm-hmm. I can't ask someone to do certain things if I can't do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but people do. Yeah, it's bad. But that gets highlighted when they have kids. And they're like, why is my kid such a little shit? And it's like, <laughs> because you're a little shit. And they're just a mirror of you. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, I hear it a lot with parents. They're like, ah, oh, my, like, 
you have to be so on it with kids mm. because you are setting the example 24 seven. Mm. It's yeah. Amazing. yeah. 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 It's great. It's great. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the paradigm, the matrix break. Like if you could replicate yourself yeah. and create a new, new Chris, who's exactly the same in every single way, that dude might start pissing you off a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I'd want to kill him. <laughs> but how would you know which one to kill? You wouldn't. <laughs> but then would it matter? Because you're exactly the same. Yeah. So it wouldn't matter. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. yeah. There's an, I think there's a movie with Ewan McGregor. Ah, oh, yeah, and Scarlett Johansson. But and they're they, making clones and stuff. Yeah. But the, the, the movie is, you don't really know it. It's an yeah. old movie, so I'm not giving anything away. Mm. It's kind of filmed from the clone's perspective. Mm. And they're figuring out that they're clones yes. and then they start to like figure out like, yeah. touch and stuff. Yeah. But the whole, um, there's a... Bad- and they're, they're effectively being bred in case the uh, true self yeah. uh, breaks something or yeah, yeah. you know needs a new heart. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Might they're they're literally, yeah, they're organ, they're mm. raised for organs and stuff, yeah. which is mad. Um, I also think that there's a bad guy in Teen Titans, I think, or okay. maybe in Batman, right. and he can clone himself. He's like this incredible genius, obviously. He can clone himself, and then he has that debate with his clone of who was the original. <laughs> Brilliant. So, yeah, it's really interesting. That, yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's so cool. So, would the clone Chris care for a coffee? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> First, yeah. First coffee today was great, so hopefully this coffee is going to be as good. The do it. Yeah, cool. Amazing. 